From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. I'm Josh. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. And we are back to once again talk all things media. We have a great show lined up for you tonight, a trailer roundup from Comic-Con, a doubleheader main event of Dunkirk and The Big Sick. But before we do, we just want to say we love our listeners. We love you guys. Okay, at least two of us love you. very much <laughs> i'm thinking about it you know and, you know commitment's a big deal for me josh and you know love is that is a big step all right so all that said let's jump right into jump cuts jump, jump into, into jump into cuts. Jump, jump, cuts. Into <laughs> jump on in i can uh, say something else so for tonight's jump cuts we're going to explore some of the trailers that were released at the just freshly concluded Comic-Con. Comic-Con has morphed its purpose through the years, but these days it is primarily a place where big tentpole films come to uh, announce news related to their films, but one of the new and exciting trends are the release of unseen footage and trailers, and we got a slew of trailers at this Comic-Con. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to throw out some of these trailers and get a quick reaction from the guys. Before we jump to some of the major tentpole stuff, let's start with what many are calling the first true blockbuster release from online streaming giant Netflix. Mm. And we got our first trailer of Bright. It looks like a sci-fi version of some sort of I don't know what you would call this. It stars Will Smith. There are fairies. There are it's a police drama, cop drama. Yeah. It's in some kind of world. Did you guys see this? What did you think about this? Uh Daniel, I'll start with you. Weird. It's weird. There are a, there are a lot of things in that trailer that I liked. I, it just looks so unique, which I'm always down for something that is different. Uh, because if nothing else, it, it it could be something I haven't seen before. But it was also just very strange. So I'm not quite sure what we're in for. Yeah. It was it was one of the biggest spec sales in history. They paid like four million bucks for the script. So. Right. That's huge. So I don't know. It it could be could be really good. I'm yep. very curious. And re- reports are that the budget is definitely north of a hundred million dollars. And you know, with Netflix's interesting release strategy Awful as it pertains to theatrical release, uh, this is the first gamble for them. So we'll see. Uh, it's directed by David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad, which was you know is what it is. But he's also done some great movies like Training Day and End of Watch. Chris, you or Josh have any thoughts on Bright? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like a mashup between Lethal Weapon and Lord of the Rings, and I mean, I hope that hope that works. It's a very unique. We've never seen anything quite like it. It's hard to tell what the rules of the world are at the moment yeah. from just the trailer, but right. I mean, yeah, it could be great. And Will Smith looks like he's having fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm down. I mean, it's going to be on Netflix. We'll all get access to it and check it out for ourselves. Yeah. When does it come out? November, I think. Is that right? Or I think is December. It later than that? November, December this year. Yeah. On the one hand, I agree with you guys that I am excited for the idea of something that looks interesting. On the other hand, I think you just summed up what this was, the elevator pitch written on a napkin, how it got made, which was it's Lord of the Rings and Lethal Weapon. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. All right, Josh, I'm assuming you didn't see that wasn't one of the two. I got about 30 seconds into that trailer. <laughs> I didn't have time to finish it. I will watch it sometime. That movie probably. seems right up your alley, Josh. Yeah, yeah. You need, did you get as far as him, uh, as Will Smith's character, killing the fairy outside of his door? I did not. 
that was awful. Like, and then it's worth it just for that moment. That was awful. That. that was pretty amazing. All right, so that's bright. Let's move on now to another television uh, series. We got another trailer and a little bit more information about the new Star Trek Discovery yeah. from CBS. I know Chris is very excited about that, and we'll have some information uh, about some upcoming possible new shows and things like that from the screeners to talk about that later. But I am curious because. Daniel, I would call you mild Trekkie, and I would call Josh maybe medium to serious Trekkie and Chris hardcore Trekkie. I, th- I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about this uh, this latest trailer? I actually totally missed this trailer, so I oh, actually don't okay. have anything to add. Yeah, I totally forgot to watch that one. Okay, okay, perfect. Josh, what about you? So, Star Trek Discovery is a new movie, not the new CBS show. I'm so confused about Star Trek at this point. I don't even. <laughs> it is the TV know. show. I'm gonna take that as a no. He, you he's being a jerk. He's being a jerk. No, okay. I, for a second there, I thought it was the movie, and I was very confused because uh, I thought that was the name of the TV show. Okay, um, so yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, Chris, what about you? I'm I'm sure you've seen it. Yes, yes, I have seen it uh, multiple times. I think it looks great. I'm very excited about the show. Tentatively op- optimistic. I'm I'm as I'm as excited as I possibly can be for something that I know nothing or very little about. We haven't obviously seen the first episode yet. I'm, I'm looking forward for an opportunity to be able to discuss this show. So that's that's all I'll say. I, I don't. Yep. You know. So on the Trekkie scale, I'm at a zero, maybe a zero point one, because yeah. really my only experience with them are the are the features. Sure. And so when I see this this specific trailer. Honestly, I don't think it looks very much like Star Trek. No, it doesn't. The, and so I don't have any gauge on, on how it's going to be, but I hope it's good. I'm going to at least give it a shot, so we'll see. The Klingon Empire has been in disarray for generations. We've encountered them. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. Captain! Incoming. All right, to round up our television trailers, let's go to the what many people thought was the show of last year, the big surprise show, and that was Stranger Things. Uh, a lot of people love it. A lot of people like me weren't on the love train, but the strong like train. And we got our first glimpse at season two, which the directors and showrunners have claimed is going to darker places. Nothing's going to go back to the way that it was. Not really. I saw something. to start with you i was not expecting to see this much of the second season of stranger things for some reason i thought it was much further away i think this looks great it is it's exactly what a teaser is supposed to do which is get you more excited you know you see the familiar characters and you also realize how much of a amazing story is still yet to be told Um, right and it does exactly what it's supposed to do it amped me up man i'm ready i'm ready yeah so josh let's go ahead and get out of the way you haven't seen this right I didn't bother watching because I didn't see the first season. Yeah, there you go. I just I don't know. I never got on the hype train. I I watched part of one episode and then I never got through it. All right, Daniel. So what about you? Did you get a chance to see it? I did. This was for me 
definitely the best trailer to come out of Comic-Con this year. I thought wow. that, that was a fantastic, really, really strong trailer set to Thriller. Man, it was an awesome trailer. I, I'm I'm with you, Chad. I didn't uh, love it necessarily as much as everybody else did, but I really, really enjoyed Stranger Things a lot, season one. Right. But man, that was a strong trailer for sure. And it's, it's coming out Halloween. It's going to be scarier. Andrew Stanton's directing a couple episodes. I'm I'm yeah. psyched. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree that this. I had my doubts, uh, or not, I mean, I guess that's probably not fair. I'm just not really over the moon excited about it, just because I just kind of liked the first season and didn't love it. But this this teaser did a great job of getting me interested in the world again. I'm very much looking forward to it, and I agree the. The integration of Thriller was perfect. I said that was going to be our last TV roundup, but I, I lied there because we do have to mention we also got a teaser for Westworld Season 2. Oh, yes. And so we'd, I don't want to leave that without uh, talking about that because I believe all of us were big fans of Westworld. Even yes. Josh kind of liked it, I think. Did you guys get a chance to see Westworld Season 2 trailer? No, yeah. I did not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was out there. That I would have watched. It's, it is definitely out there. So, Chris, oh, what do you think, man? It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so good, so right? Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched this trailer once, and I said, I'm not going to watch it again. Nothing it, else. Be, Nothing well, else. Well, just because yeah. it is it is exactly uh, – it, it, I just want more of that world so badly. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's better for me just to pretend it doesn't exist until right. it's actually available to consume and watch. So um, Agreed. And yeah. and so in, in keeping with my try not to watch too much, I, I've developed this new thing where I watch like the first 20 seconds of a trailer. <laughs> and if I decide I'm into it, I try not to watch anymore. Yeah. But this one was so good, I had to watch the whole thing. But when oh. it ended, I said, I made a pact and said, I'm not watching anything else about season two. Yeah. But I am very, I'm excited while at the same time, I'm still bummed that it's going to be sometime in 2018 when we actually get it, but exactly. it looks great. It and looks I, great. It's, it's further along than I thought it would be because we got a trailer, and I was like shocked that that, that thing existed. Yeah. So I'm 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 pumped. I really am. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so we've got a few movie trailers we want to talk about too. Let's just go ahead. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Let's get it out there. We put this on. And this is a different elephant than I think you think I'm talking about, Chris. We put this out on our Facebook pages because it's one of those things that is so strange, it almost creates its own time uh, continuum, like it's a tear in the fabric of time. And that is the fact that Chris does not like the original Pacific Rim, <laughs> which is like literally if, that is if crazy. a person made a cocktail to feed him intravenously full of all the things that he <laughs> would love and would nourish him to life, it yeah. would literally be Pacific Rim. And yet, no, it's not. he doesn't like it. I don't understand. That is crazy. It. So, so we got a trailer for, and this this was in in the truest sense of the word, uh, for Pacific Rim Two. And I have to say, you mean Chris a teaser, I, right? You mean a teaser? A teaser. Said, yeah. Excuse me. I just said trailer, but a teaser. And Chris is so anti this film that in, even in our Guys. show notes, people, he wrote. Pacific Rim 2 garbage. Guys. So, Chris, <laughs> tell that us trailer, how you really feel about that Pacific trailer. That trailer is garbage. Don't don't even don't don't try and defend that trailer. It is terrible. It is, looks like a a video game with a random cameo from the guy from Star Wars. It just is not it it, it is there's no context. It's just a bunch of giant robots. It is just it, it's garbage. It is not a good trailer for a film. If you're going to show something, put a little bit more effort 
in my opinion, or don't show anything at all. That Listen, just was... You, you were just waiting to pounce. Why do you, you always have to be you, so negative, Chris? Yeah, that's right, Chris. As <laughs> Chad, tell me, you, trailer, tell me you thought that was a good trailer. It. Tell me you thought that Listen, was a good trailer. here's what I'm trying to say is it that isn't. when you saw that trailer... <laughs> it's not good. When you saw it, it made you so happy because you were, you saw this moment yeah. on the show happening yeah. right now. <laughs> where you could it just looks totally awful. crap all over it again. You admit it here's right now. Thing. I want to hear you admit that this trailer is the garbage. The trailer is absolutely awesome, and I'm oh, so excited. Excited about it. That trailer's garbage. It's so terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> <It's> so bad. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is this is this is this movie's going to be awful." Because yeah, if they so if they're bad. willing to put out that to there's like their best foot forward to this huge audience, and I haven't heard much about it to be honest with you. Of all the things, this is probably the one that I've heard the least about, and it is just it, it was not a good a good place to start if you're trying to show people that hey. You know, we're going to do better this time. For me, uh-uh, I'll be skipping it. Well, the no thing doubt. is, I like Pacific Rim. I don't think they necessarily need to do better or prove themselves or anything. It's just that's not a movie, even though I, th- I would say general consensus sort of is that it's a fine movie, I think. I don't feel confident in saying that. But that was a terrible, terrible trailer, and it's a sequel yeah. that nobody is really clamoring for. So nope. they had to have an amazing trailer to introduce it to the world. That was a... That was really, really bad teaser. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. And the main point of interest for me with the first film was the fact that it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, who is an auteur. This one is being directed by Stephen S. DeKnight, who has five credits to his name. Uh, as a director, and all of them are television. He did Angel, Smallville, like <laughs> Dollhouse, and Daredevil season one. Well, one episode. He was a showrunner so, on yeah, that. By which, the way. Right. As well, no. This says he has a. This is a director credit in 2015. From what I can see, one episode. Yeah, He's the he, showrunner. He was, on, he was also on, the showrunner of the oh, first. Oh, season. gotcha. Also the showrunner. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's that's so, good. So I mean, that's a promising sign. But man, you're not wrong, Chris. That. That teaser was rough. It was rough. <laughs> it's not even but, rough. Um, it's garbage. It's it's, it's it a is steaming pretty, it's pretty pile of it's bad. junk. It makes me sad to make you happy about hating on Pacific Rim, <laughs> but but you're right in this case. But we'll see. We'll give it a shot. All right. So now let's move on to the last three movies that really need no introduction. They were big already before we got to Comic Con, and they used the platform to give us updates to their trailers. Let's start in the Marvel universe and let's go with Thor Ragnarok. Guys, did you see this trailer and what'd you think? Yes. Yes. That movie looks amazing. I mm-hmm. am so freaking excited for that movie. Thor 2 sucked really badly, and uh, they've wisely just completely changed the vibe of that series and gone you for mean, more. You mean they just turned it into Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know what? Fair play. I mean, good to, good for them because it looks amazing. Yes, it looks exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it looks so nuts and weird and funny and incredible. I'm so psyched for that movie. Did you hear that, according to the director, uh, who was the director of... Um, Hunt for oh, the Wilder, Wilder yeah. People and well, Eagle vs. Hap- Shark and What We what Do happened, in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. he also he also was in um, what was that what, what that vampire? We live in the, the shadows. Is what? that what you just said? Yeah, was that? yeah, yeah. What he we directed do in the shadows. It yeah, what we do in the shadows. So anyway, like it like ninety percent of this movie is improv, which sounds insane to me. When you're working on this level, I can't imagine ninety yeah. percent yeah. of your dialogue, and you can kind of tell that in this trailer that sure. it's not really scripted. And so I, 
I, I, yeah, I think the trailer looks great. The energy looks amazing. It, it looks does. unlike anything um, that they've put out. It's, it looks like Guardians of the Galaxy taken up even a further notch or two. It could be great. It could be great. It could be. Well, here's the thing, too, is that, and I'm going to butcher his name, and we have a couple, uh, or actually not a couple, but lots of listeners in the New Zealand area, so forgive me when I, when I butcher this name, but I believe it's Taika Waititi um, is the director who's from New Zealand, and I've loved every movie he's done, and I, I can't, by far, my least favorite movies in the Marvel Universe are the Thor movies. They've been terrible. Even the first one was just okay. So as far as I'm concerned, this was a wise play to do something to try and breathe some life into this franchise. I like the character, yeah. uh, but, the, but the, the movies were awful. So I think this trailer gives me great hope that this is actually going to be going to be really good i hope so anyway the vibe is certainly cool yeah the trailer is Which, great the trailer does ex- like again like these this, the, these three trailers we're about to talk about i feel like anyway do exactly yeah. what you want one that this kind of trailer to do trailer which to is do. hype yep. you up yeah Yep. All right. Which brings us to the the big two. Let's go ahead and move now to Steven Spielberg's adaptation oh. of Ready Player <laughs> One. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. In 2045, it's still ranked the fastest growing city on Earth, but it sure doesn't seem like it when you live in the stacks. They called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere except the Oasis. What I really loved about this trailer is I have been spreading the gospel about this book yes. to anybody who would listen. Not because it's my, it's it's not, the writing style is not the best, but man, this story is freaking cool and it's great. It I is. love this story. I love the book. I read it in just a few days yep, so and I. it was just very interesting when this trailer dropped to have so many friends and family contact me to ask me what in the world is this because it looks amazing and so uh the pop culture references are off the charts and i imagine steven spielberg is one of the only directors that could make this world come to life and the first glimpse of it i thought was pretty spectacular what did you guys think the freaking iron giant is in this movie yeah man the freaking iron giant I and freaked so out when that more, happened. Daniel. So much <laughs> and more. And I just don't oh. understand why, but I haven't read oh, the book. So, so no, good. Haven't. That trailer Freddy. was so nuts. Freddy Krueger was in there. Was yeah. The A-Team, the gun the from DeLorean. Halo, the DeLorean, yep. The, yep. the bike from Akira. Uh, yep. Like just I, just in the trailer alone, uh, Deadpool, not Deadpool, Harley Quinn and Deadshot walking yep. in. Uh, oh, like it just... I. I, oh, it's, it's it's insane! I can't even talk it, about it because I this is my most anticipated movie. I think of the next like however many years. I, I love the book. I did too, um, Chris. It's and, a great book. And you could not get a better like mashup of things than to say not only will this book be made into a movie, but Steven Spielberg will be making I this know. thing. And by <laughs> the way, and here's a spoiler alert for the book. It's not a big one, so don't freak out. But Steven Spielberg plays a prominent role in the yes, book. And so yes. the fact that he is directing this movie oh. is the craziest. It's it's so great. I cannot wait to see well, this It's movie. great. And, and I heard a producer talking about this movie. And they said that Steven Spielberg was probably the only person in the world yeah. that could make this movie. Simply because no him walking into 
a place that owns those these he gets properties. The licenses. Yeah. yeah, he says, "I will do. I will do right by this thing. This will be really right. good for you." And they say, "Okay, you're Steven Spielberg. I yes, yep. let's do this. And if you don't like it, I'll buy your studio." So right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Josh, did you get a chance to see it? So yes, this was actually one of the ones that I saw, and it looks like a giant cgi fest of i'm not sure what the main plot is but i will see it because it's interesting and i've heard chris talk about this book for a long time and i know he listened to it very uh very avidly. <laughs> hey, listen, Will Wheaton reads this book. If if you're listening to the, the <laughs> of podcast, of course he does. <laughs> and you haven't, if you if you have not read this book or listened to it, I like cannot Christ, okay. recommend it more highly. That you agree. And the and the uh, the audible version with Will Wheaton reading it, he brings a a geekiness and enthusiasm to the material that is just it's it leaps it leaps it just it it you feel like you're there. And while I was watching this trailer, I was like. Oh my gosh! There, there's a there's a moment in this in this trailer where he walks into a room where there are like people floating in the air, and I knew exactly what that was. I had been there before. Uh, it it just it is an incredible, I don't know. It, it's an incredible yep. book. You should definitely check and, it out. And if you're more along the lines of the old fashioned like me, and you like to read your books instead yeah. of listening to them, I've then read it too. Ernest yeah. Klein is the author, and yes. so you can pick that book up, and it's great and well worth it. And I highly recommend that you do. Which leads us now to our last trailer, yeah, and yeah. as has been widely reported, we now have Josh Whedon who is finishing the duties of the Justice League, and reports are now coming out that he has ordered twenty-five million dollars worth of reshoots and an extra two months in production we don't know how much of that's reflected in these trailers but it does even my cold cynical heart it gives me a little bit of hope up leading up to seeing this trailer can, so I can, can we pause now. real quick since we're talking about the reshoots and talk about the fact that uh henry cavill is in the middle of shooting mission impossible <laughs> and so he can't shave the mustache that he's grown for mission impossible and so they have to literally CGI out his mustache for these reshoots. <laughs> and that's just, that's $15 just about dollars. the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's $15 yeah, million dollars in CGI work alone right that there. Is. I am, that is. No I want the photos of him like running around being Superman with a freaking yes. mustache. <laughs> yeah. I have to see it. Listen, whatever they do to super, I'd take a mustache if they could just get the character right. Whatever. 70s so stash anyway. Superman. That would be amazing. There you go. There you go. He's got to fit in. So, uh, Daniel, did you get a chance to see this trailer, and what did you think? Yeah, um, it's not bad. It's it's oh not, but it it's it's still it looks exactly like Batman versus Superman, which is not what? a good thing. Oh man, there the, the CGI looks like the thing is Thor and Ready Player One are filled with CGI. I am not opposed to CGI at all, but like right. the scene in the trailer where Aquaman is like I don't know what he's doing, crashing through a building or something like that. It looks terrible. Looks ridiculous. It looks yeah. so so bad. And so I don't. I just don't. I don't know what's going on here. So it doesn't look horrible. Um, the thing is, I was excited for Batman versus Superman as well. This looks exactly like it. So I'm very. I don't know. I'm very cautious. We've been let down before, and this looks like more of the same. It doesn't look like it's any different from from that. So I don't know. It didn't grab me. It didn't change my opinion or my my optimism. Gotcha. What about you, Josh? Did you see this one? Was this the other one you saw? I tried. This this was another <laughs> one where it's it wasn't that I didn't have time, but like forty five seconds into it, I was like, Why? Why am I watching this? 
I could go watch the <laughs> Death Note trailer and I would be more entertained than this. I'm just, yeah. as I've said, I think every episode this summer, I'm tired of superhero movies. Just yeah. tired. Understood. Chris Understood. is so mad right now. Chris, what about you? Seething. <laughs> no, I. I mean, it's it's all good. I I I think this trailer looks amazing, and I, I'm very. I went from being kind of bummed that Justice League was not going to be very good, to like you were just saying, Chad, hopeful that there are some lines said in this trailer. There were some moments that happen that you can feel Joss Whedon his influence in and whether or not that's true or not he at least is overseeing this trailer right um he's at least you know a part of making sure that what is coming out to the public at large about this movie he's the one who's who's overseeing that i i just thought it was great i I loved flashes um little talk back points them talking to one another the bits of humor um and then the action I quite enjoyed. I think the the story, the callbacks to Wonder Woman um, look great. So, I, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I think I've watched this trailer probably 20 times. What is wrong with you? I'm ready, man. <laughs> I am ready for this movie. I love these characters, man. Look, I, the bottom I, line is this, is that I, I, Batman and Superman, I've read so many of their comics. I love those movies. I've got a batman poster in my office like i love these characters and so i just root them for them and i hope the movie's good so that's there listen i totally get it i've read thousands of the comics as well in my office at home and uh at my the studio where i work i have not only posters but figurines of batman and superman and i'm grown and i don't care and i still cannot get excited about this trailer i want to Really? I want to so much. I want oh, to. It's man. clear that they're trying to play on the popularity of Wonder Woman, which that is smart, funny. and I get all that, and I dig all. I dig all that. I just don't feel, you know, it's one of those things. Regardless of the extra two months and and the reshoots, the DNA of the film is still Zack Snyder's, and I'm just not convinced that it's not even with jokey joke and and you know little comic bits and whatever i'm just still not convinced that the tone is not going to be dour and the action bad see that's the other criminal thing about these movies is that up until wonder woman the action in most of these dc films uh, that have been led by Zack snyder has been really unremarkable and so cgi heavy that it's just not even it has no weight and so I'm just still afraid that it's going to be that. I hope I'm wrong. This trailer really hasn't done anything to change my mind, but I am at the point where I'm not going to watch any more stuff, promotional materials, and we'll just see what happens when it gets here. One misses the days when one's biggest concerns were exploding wind-up penguins. This is crazy. Honestly, I think we're all going to die. Each of us, in some way, is held back. Don't engage alone. We'll do this together. It's really cool. You guys seem ready to do battle and stuff, but I've never done battle. I just push some people and run away. Overall, it was a very prolific Comic-Con. Lots of trailers, lots to talk about. And we're here's hoping that the movies turn out at least as good, if not better, than some of these great trailers. Welcome to the main event. 
This was fun. Wait, we haven't even had sex again yet. I'm just not that kind of girl. I only have sex once on the first date. I'm just gonna <laughs> call an Uber. <laughs> your driver will be ready as soon as he puts on his pants. He's your bad Watch and learn, bye. Oh, I have to tell you something, bye. I've been dating this girl. She's white. A white girl? Hey, you can't look like you and me, a white girl. It's okay. We hate terrorists. I wonder who that could be. I'm guessing it's a young, single Pakistani woman. This is Zubeda. For your files? Your X-Files? That's your favorite show, huh? <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> the IMDb description for The Big Sick is verbose as always it reads a couple deals with their cultural differences as their relationship grows all right it's the teaser trailer of descriptions <laughs> it is <laughs> so leave it to three of the five screeners all of whom are male to review a romantic comedy this year yeah this is about the real life story of camille nanjiani um from silicon valley fame and his now wife uh, Emily, what did you guys think of it? Let's start with, let's see. I saw Daniel say something on Facebook about it, so I'm going to give Chad the first word here. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can not. tell that by looking at him, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And so he's not, and the reason I said that is not just to be offensive, although it probably was, and I don't care because it was just a joke, <laughs> is that one of the things about this movie, and we're just, I think tonight, because it's based on a true story that's readily available, I don't know that we're going to dive into spoilers, but just give our general thoughts, is this movie has the greatest, <laughs> and I mean what I'm about to say, 9-11 joke ever. Yes, I wrote the exact same laughed, thing down. It's true. I laughed so hard <laughs> and so long that I embarrassed myself. Yes. And, and this movie, I, I had heard a lot about it. I'm a massive fan of Silicon Valley. So I, I was I was very excited to, to see this movie. I'd heard great things. Overall, I love this movie. Man, I, man, I love it. I really do. But uh, my general thoughts are very much like a lot of the Judd Apatow kinds of movies. And he is involved uh, in, at some level in this movie. It's about 15 to 20 minutes too long, I think. it gets It starts to drag a little. But overall, it does a very interesting thing that I really admire, which is I've seen a lot of comedies that have drama elements. I've seen a lot of dramas that have comedic elements. This is probably the first movie that I've seen that very successfully has uproarious comedic moments and extremely serious dramatic moments woven together in a way that it didn't break me tonally so that I couldn't enjoy the film. Uh, the performances, I think, are great. Kamel Nanjiani is, he's an excellent actor. I mean, I, yeah. I bought it. He was funny. The side characters in this movie, the way it's constructed with with it being based around him being a stand-up comedian, the moments where they're hanging out is exactly how you'd think stand-up comedians hanging out would be. They're riffing on each other and making jokes and all of that is really, really very funny. The chemistry between the leads, I bought. I, I, I rooted for them. And I love the fact, too, that it doesn't, without going into spoilers, it's not a traditional kind of movie where it's just about these two being together the entire time. But when she gets sick, it actually has a lot to do with Kamel and the parents developing their own relationship, the uh, Emily's parents. I, I, this is the movie. This is a movie that I really feel like I want to see again because I imagine on a second viewing, it's probably even better. But but still, a big thumbs up for me. It's very funny. It's moving. 
Uh, it's a little too long, but overall, a, a big thumbs up for me. I think it's a great movie, and I highly recommend it. It is two hours long. It's like exactly as long as Dunkirk, our other movie for the main event here. So moving along, Daniel, what did you think? The the very first thing I have written down in my notes to talk about tonight was that 9-11 joke. Uh, that was, <laughs> I promise you, that that was almost a negative thing on the movie because they did not give that joke enough time. I mean, I couldn't oh, yeah. stop laughing at that I'm joke. It was I'm a good bummed. 30 seconds to a minute. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. I'm bummed that, that the trailer ruined the joke for me. Like, I saw that in, in clips before the movie. This oh, really? is why you don't watch yeah. trailers, yeah. kids. Yeah, no, I did not I didn't see, see the trailer. That is one of the funniest jokes I've heard in a movie Oh, man. I mean, in years, years. Oh man, uh, so good. We, I, I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of. We've we've had some decent comedies here or there over the past few years, but none. I mean, unless I'm just not thinking of them off the top of my head, I feel like I haven't had a really good laugh at the theaters in a long time, and and this this accomplished that a few times. I mean, there were some genuinely laugh out loud extended moments in, in this movie. And The Big Sick is exactly my type of movie. I, I, I really love romantic comedies. Uh, I love Judd Apatow movies, uh, more his older ones than, than lately. But, um, but I, I loved this movie so much. Um, it's just, it's really, it's a sweet, happy movie. There, there are, yes, dramatic moments, down moments. But overall, um, it really feels like a happy movie um and and it's it, it can be formulaic at times but you know we've seen plenty of movies like this but the characters are just are great the interactions are especially between kumail and, and emily's parents are always surprising um that was yeah. the thing that i kept taking away is i always expected uh, you know that his emily's parents to do something different they would always do the thing i didn't expect them to do especially there's a scene in a in a comedy club that i did not see coming from a mile <laughs> <Me> away either <laughs> no and, i did not either and it's just it's just great so i think it is so well written um holly hunter's character especially is just so unique yeah so so I, this movie is hilarious it's heartfelt it's it's definitely one of the best rom-coms we've seen in a long time and uh, and one no of the most doubt. expected uh, one of the most unexpected things about this movie is it's directed by michael showalter you might recognize him uh, as an actor from like Wet Hot American Summer and and some other like dumb things. Between this and his last feature that he directed, Hello, My Name Is Doris, he's kind of like turning into the new like I don't know Nora Ephron. Like he is he's making these great sweet romantic comedies, and I think that's just awesome. So I can't wait to see what he does next. So Big Sick is a huge thumbs up for me. Yeah. All right, Josh, tell us how much you hated it. Man, <laughs> I I just hate to do this. I hate to. I hate to be the the third person in a completely one-sided discussion, <laughs> but I loved this movie. I oh, really enjoyed this movie. Yay. It was Josh fantastic. had a good time at the movies. Well, as I my wife and I never really get to go see movies that much anymore or we just haven't for a few years now. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um ever since, you know, child and all. We yeah. don't get away as much, but we were on a weekend getaway this weekend and this was the movie we got to go see and it was just it was just great i am a huge sucker for for witty repartee and Mm -hmm. like this was as if almost to me if aaron sorkin wrote a romantic comedy it was just like daniel said it was really tight really well constructed and 
you buy the fact that this is a real couple even though it's it's not his his real wife in the picture it's him but not his real wife and but you buy that they're together anyways and bo burnham and ad bryant as the comic sidekicks were were just great it was great fun all the way around i would recite jokes but i'll just let you go see them make fun of each other in the theater because you should and that's about all i got yeah, it was great, and, and you know we haven't mentioned singled him out specifically, but I thought Ray Romano's great right. in here. Yeah, he meant to mention him actually. Holly Hunter is always great, and so I think she continued that, but she's certainly more flamboyant. The character's more yeah. flamboyant, but I thought Ray Romano was was wonderful and also very moving in a not just based around the the thing that happens with with his character that we find out you know midway through the movie. But just the way that you see a father who is so hurt and worried about his little girl while at the same time trying to bond with this guy. And you can see the (laughs) sleeping on his floor. Everything about this movie and the relationships between the characters it was felt authentic to me and i think that's one of the things that elevates this movie above a lot of the romantic comedies yes it does have some genre specific things that are kind of tropey but overall when the characters are just being together in whether it's in the waiting room or whether it's at the comedy club where the parents go to watch and perform it felt very authentic and, you know, what I'd mentioned before about the way that the movie ends, you know, keeping it spoiler-free as, as much as we can, I love the fact that this wasn't like a, she wakes up and they run into each other's arms and everything's okay. Yeah. I love the fact that it went a different direction that would be more accurate uh, to what happened. Um, just a great, great all-around uh, movie. And and they never had, like I was saying, that they it, it never goes in the direction you expect they never this isn't even a guess who's coming to dinner type of movie there really isn't the whole race conversation like do i want my daughter dating this pakistani guy like they they never even go that route which i was always that conversation is on the other side of the table which is the interesting part yeah yeah exactly that's that's so surprising so they really flip a lot of things on its on on their heads and i thought it was just fantastic it was, and I don't want to leave either without giving kudos to uh, the family of Kamir in this movie. Uh, his father is played by Anupam Kerr, I believe is, like is his the name. the Bollywood superstar. Yeah, and he's like a superstar in Bollywood for sure. But his fam- the thing that the thing that's real that really makes this work probably above the fact that it is funny, the fact that it is sweet, is that there are no villains in this movie. Yeah. Right. So like it's very clear that you it's not right that he can't date this girl and and be with the woman that he loves in his worldview, while at the same time, you completely understand that from a cultural and a traditional standpoint, why his parents would do what they're doing and they don't do it in a malicious way it's just what they do and so it makes it even more complicated you know now the fact that he the fact that he hid that from his girlfriend at the time was the source of a lot of the tension in the movie but the characters on both sides of the families are played exquisitely i think by everybody yeah agreed let's go around one last time and say should everyone see the movie and should they go to the theater 
Yes, it is absolutely fantastic. It needs to be seen in the theater. I think it's doing pretty well at the box office, but we can always uh, help it do a little bit better. You will not be disappointed. I can recommend this movie really to anyone. Anyone's going to love it. So, yes. So you do uh, you do say it should be seen in the theater. Any particular reason? It's theater worthy. Uh, it's specifically because movies like this need to be supported so that we get more movies like this. It's not a big screen spectacle by any stretch. I think it's even heightened by seeing it in a group of people. We, my audience, we were all on the same team, man. We were laughing together and crying together, and it just elevates the whole experience. Fair enough. Daniel, how about you? Yeah, comedies always are funnier in theaters uh, when you see them like like Chad said with a group of people it's been out for a few weeks so your theater might not be full uh, won't be full but seeing this with people who are going to laugh uh, for as long as you will uh, will really make this better than if you were just sitting at home watching this on your TV it'll still be good then but you should definitely go out to the theater and check this one out that is fair Chad, you did say you could recommend it to just about anyone. Now, it is it is rated R. So, it is rated R. So it that. is rated R. But I don't have a filter about yeah, that stuff. So. And as far as rated R, it's it's not really that racy. It's all. rated R for language, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, just, right? just language. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess that leaves me, and I'm not going to change my answer this far through. You should see it, and you should see it in the theater for the same Yay. reason I saw you should see... For the same reason I said you should see whatever it was. Uh, Baby, Baby Driver. Driver originality and good writing and good movies need to be supported yes they and do. hooray for the big sick up next let's take a trip back in time to world war ii with dunkirk the call went out we have to go to dunkirk ready on the stern line what are you doing you know where we're going into war george i'll be useful sir one of ours He's on me. I'm on him. The ship's about to leave. Time to go. The IMDb description reads, Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. Dunkirk is, of course, directed by Christopher Nolan and stars mostly people you don't know other than uh, Kenneth Branagh and Mark Rylance. Yeah, so this is... Uh, uh, this And was... Tom Hardy. I, oh, yes, I totally forgot about Tom Hardy, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Chris, what did you think of Dunkirk? What did I think of Dunkirk? I, I really... So this is hard, right? So saying I like this movie um, kind of doesn't do it justice. This movie... It is an experience. There's no doubt that Christopher Nolan is a master at storytelling. From the moment this movie starts, you know you are going to see a perspective on war that you've never seen before. It's going to take its time. Um, It's going to be brutal. Uh, It is going to really assault your senses. It had a very similar feel to this as Saving Private Ryan for me knowing that not only is this a story, but it's also something he has to be respectful of the folks who actually lived through this moment in history. So for me, I just sat kind of in stunned silence for most of this movie. It is really an incredible film. Uh, it looks fantastic. There are, there are moments 
that seems subtle uh, and easy, but when watching them, it's I can't imagine shooting this film. I can't imagine what it would what you'd have to go through in order to to make this work. Um, and so for me, it was it was an incredible experience. Uh, I'm still kind of processing it, to be quite honest with you. Even days after I've seen it, um, it is it's something that sticks with you. There are brutal scenes of it's it's rated PG-13. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And even in that rating, I still think that it is it is it is brutal. It is heart wrenching. But it's everything you want it to be in a quote unquote war movie. I guess if that's a genre. And um, it is tense. It is harrowing. It is heartbreaking. It is full of action, um, heroism. It's an amazing story. It really is. And I think um, there are a few things that I want to talk to. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. Uh, specifically, just the, how the narrative is told kind of took me by surprise. I, I knew very little going into this film. I wasn't aware of how the story was going to be told. And I'm not exactly sure I liked it. I know the reason behind it, and it makes sense. Is that something we should talk about now, or should we wait till spoilers? I think... That's a little bit. I think what you've said so far is fine, but I think we shouldn't go any further because I think I that know. is kind of a spoiler. I, I think it's important that people know before they go in, though. I, I wouldn't want to know before. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to know either. I, I think you should though, because it literally they they literally try and tell you within the first five minutes. I, I know they don't hide it, but I'm just telling you, I personally, as a listener, wouldn't want to yeah. know that. So I'm sure there are other people that feel that same way. So well, even if it's just one person, so here's that what we'll do. Know, we here's what do we'll it. do is we will do a we'll do spoilers, and then we're going to talk about this narrative thing, um, and. I will call it light spoiler because literally in the first five minutes of the movie, they give you cues as to what is going on. But if you're not paying attention or you don't know what that means, it can be confusing. And I think distracting maybe even if you're not sure exactly what, what they're trying to tell you. So, but that one piece of it kind of bothered me a little bit. Cause my melody said to me while we were going into this movie, she said, do you think there'll be anything Nolan esque in this movie? And I said, Probably not. This is probably going to be a straightforward war film. And that piece of it, that that how he st- told the story, definitely was Nolan-esque. Um, and it was kind of an interesting way for him to do it. I'm just not exactly sure that I was down with it or not. I I liked it in, in principle, but in practice, I'm not exactly sure it pulled off the way that I wanted it to. Um, so, but for me, um, I'm still processing it. So I, I, I want to talk with you guys about it, really. I want to hear what you think. So uh, that's where I'm at. Okay, so it sounds like sounds like you you enjoyed and experienced what you were supposed to experience, but you're kind of not sure if you really loved the movie. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm still processing. I think yeah. I, I like the movie a lot. I'm just processing it still. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Chad, let's see what you think. Christopher Nolan, for me, I know a lot of people consider him kind of untouchable and they love everything he's ever done. I am not so much in that camp. I am uh, I'm up and down on Nolan as far as some of his films I adore and some of them I don't really even like very much even though they are critically acclaimed. Uh, I'll use Interstellar for an example. I know Chris, you know, all joking aside, I know Chris really loves that movie. It is very I just good. I just don't like it. I mean, I can appreciate what I see as far as how it's put together. But emotionally, you know, didn't connect with me. Dark Knight Rises, I just can't stand that movie. I think it's a terrible, terrible film. 
Anyway, it's not terrible. That's probably too strong, but I yeah, don't like say, it. Well, man, that's yeah, oh. it, but it's not good. I mean, I don't enjoy it. I don't. I've seen it three times just to make sure, and I don't. I just don't like it. I just. I mean, I bought it to support. <laughs> you watched it a terrible, terrible movie three times. That's yeah. It's just it's not something. good. <laughs> it's just not good. You know, the craftsmanship behind putting it together is is wonderful. But anyway, so leading into this movie, I really wasn't sure what to expect. I had no idea if you know, how he would put his spin, quote unquote, on an actual event yeah. while towing the line of, of being honorable of what happened um, in history. So the first thing you notice right away when you see this movie is that, and, and I, you know, I hate to be the old man, you get to get off my line. Oh, come but, on, film. But really, I'm going to say there? it, bro. Nothing looks as good as film. Nothing. It doesn't. Well, IMAX, this movie, IMAX listen, is one thing, though. Come on. I man. didn't see this in IMAX. Okay. It's still I shot in IMAX. Just, but still. I understand that. Yeah. Listen, don't interrupt me. I'm going to interrupt you. Get off you, my man. lawn. Get <laughs> off my lawn. You. This is baloney. But go it ahead. Is continue. Not, oh, it is not baloney. I challenge anybody to show me a film, a movie that's been shot in the last, you know, whatever on digital that looks as good as this one. I don't think there is this movie. And I know we're talking about a war movie, so I'm I'm also trying to be respectful as well. This movie is as gorgeous in horrible things as it, it is breathtakingly beautiful and the way that they shoot wide shots and use the expanse that they have in in the air and on land and on sea is just I mean literally breathtaking and so there is no doubt that Chris Nolan is at the height of his powers right now as a filmmaker as far as putting an image together on screen and, and making it work what I wasn't expecting however was the emotional reaction that I would have to this movie, because to be honest with you, that's what I typically do not have in most of his previous work. I I don't know how else to say it. I mean, this movie is tense, yeah. and it ties the screws, it tightens the screws more and more and more, literally from the first 60 seconds, literally from the first shot. Yep. And it never gives you a break. It ne- It's not interested, and I'm going to speak now for my, my observations of it. To me, it does not seem as if he is interested in us learning much about these characters, about mm. who they are or why they are there or their personal stories as much as he is interested in exploring and trying to make us as the viewer feel maybe what it felt like for to be in these situations. And as such, I think it is the most successful war film that I've ever seen in that regard. There are scenes in this movie that are so claustrophobic, Mm. that are so unbelievably constructed in ways that we would typically call set pieces, but that are absolutely what it would be like to be in these situations. In the water in particular, there are so many times where you feel like you're drowning with these characters. It's unbelievable. So as I was going through this, uh, and we're going to talk about the construct uh, in spoilers, but I'll just wrap it up and say this. at the Not the very, very end of this movie, but there's some things that happen in the last 10 or 15 minutes of this movie, which does not wrap up like this is not a traditional kind of rah-rah, let's cheer the heroes on, and then they come over and win the battle kind of thing, right? It's, it's about an... It's about a rescue operation, essentially, and I don't think that's a spoiler because it's history. About 15, 20 minutes left in this movie, I something happens, and I, I cried, and I was moved in such a substantial way 
completely out of left field that uh, I, when it was over, I just had to sit there and just kind of soak it all in very much like Chris to say I'm still processing it. I am still processing it as well, but I can unequivocally say I adore this movie. I think it may be behind The Dark Knight or maybe on par with The Dark Knight as far as just a complete film experience that accomplishes exactly what the director is trying to accomplish. I understand why it's polarizing. I understand why some people don't or would not like the construct. For me, it was zero issue. As a matter of fact, I think it enhanced the movie greatly. And so from my standpoint, I think this is about as good as as you can get when it comes to this kind of movie. We are in the hands of a master. I, I, I'm still dumbfounded by, by how impacted I was by this wow. movie, and I did not expect that at all. Wow. High, high praise. And, and it's not going to stop with me. I mean, that... that uh, Dunkirk is an amazing movie. One of the one of the interesting things about Dunkirk, Chad, you you were kind of hinting at it. Th- this isn't about you know a battle to be won or a mission to accomplish or anything like that. This movie is purely about survival and nothing else. It's about living to the next day. And I've just not, I don't think I've seen a, a war movie quite like that, um, where it's just focused on surviving. And because of that, it's. Exactly, you know, exactly as you guys have said, it is so intense. Um, it is, it's largely dialogue free. There is, this is almost a silent movie. I mean, well, not silent. That's, almost that's a, a good point. Almost that's a dialogue free movie. It is not interested in in character development or plot. It is purely interested in seeing if these characters live to the next moment, and um, yeah. because of that, it is just so tense. So it's it's not quite as graphic, maybe as as something like Saving Private Ryan or or, or other war movies are, uh, but that definitely does not mean it's not intense. And what what helps make it so intense is that it's it's fairly small scale. Even though we're not necessarily getting to know the backstories of characters, we are focused on just a cup, you know, just really just a few characters. And the structure, uh, I'm with you, Chad. The structure enhances that so strongly because of the unique structure of this movie. You get to spend more time with these different characters uh you know one on sea one on when an air one on land kind of and, and you really get to spend a lot more time than you otherwise would and uh that really enhances each of those stories really really greatly and uh it really makes you feel anytime that these characters are in danger you're scared with them you're frightened and and honestly you don't know if they're gonna live i never knew when if any of these characters were gonna die i had no idea and so it was it was just so intense throughout the whole thing. Everything is on point. The craftsmanship of this movie is spectacular. It's it's beautiful, you know, with an asterisk. It's it's horrifying, but it's beautifully shot. And especially the the aerial scenes in, partic- in particular. Oh, man. Those are some of the most gorgeous scenes I've ever I've ever watched. Um, the oh, choreography man. and the, unbelievable. It was it was amazing. Uh, Guys, I have so, to just say this real quick. There were, instead of using CGI, he had 62 ships out on the water at one point Man. during the day in filming. He wow. actually shot everything CGI free. So those things that you're seeing are real. They're real military yeah, vehicles. And this was shot in 70 millimeter film. Yeah. As well. IMAX. Yeah. IMAX yep. 70 millimeter. Yes. And it is sharp as yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. The opening yep. sequence of them walking down a, it's just a, a deserted French road yeah. is. 
what? Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but like no, what that's... you're saying is absolutely accurate. It's it is it's unlike anything we see in modern cinema. It is yeah. it really is. And, and it's Hashtag so film. from from the start of the movie, <laughs> from that scene where they're walking down a street, that's that's the biggest break you get is the first is the first maybe thirty seconds or twenty seconds of this movie, and yep. then it starts and you are not letting go until the credits roll. I mean, it is just it's a very tense uh, not not gruesome not anything like that just it's got a hold of you or at least it did for me for the entire movie and i definitely want to talk about the story structure because it's it's uh something worth talking about because i, I can see why it's divisive but for me man it, it really uh once it clicked in for me i was all in all right so anything else before we uh give our opinions on the movie uh, yeah, I thought Tom Hardy was great in this movie, um, and it's his his performance is especially great because you don't see his face for a lot of it because he's pilot. Yeah. Um, but he was the character that I responded to the most when we talk about specifically when we get into spoilers. I'll explain when and where. But I thought he was great. Mark Rylance is awesome, mm-hmm. you know, as usual. He just has this dignity about him and this scene, this sense of being wise that is that is fantastic um and then is it fion whitehead who's i thought he was great i thought he was great and and you're right in a movie like this where there's not a lot of dialogue especially on the ground uh the performances are very physical and you see a lot of the stuff on their face and um this movie is it's a perfect marriage of the technical and the performance i think together yeah totally agree i i think everything came together like we've already said, I, I don't know. Uh, gushing too much on it maybe would would even hurt it a little bit. I'd say if you haven't seen it, there's no reason not to. Just be prepared. It is it is definitely a emotional, heart wrenching, uh, everything you want in a good war movie. Uh, it is not trying to be Hollywoodized or uh, glamorizing uh, war or any of that stuff. In fact, it's far opposite of that um so if, you, if you're looking for that i would say there's nothing there's nothing this hasn't been anything like that in quite a long time uh dunkirk is definitely set aside uh, in 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 that so yeah it's awesome i can't i can't think of any movie i've ever seen like this even like even saving private ryan which is magnificent in its own way it doesn't feel like this like this movie yeah. made me feel like I was literally at war with these people um, from the beginning yeah. to the end. It's, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty singular in that regard. I mean, I, 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 the only reason why I bring that up is because I felt very similar the first time I saw the beach scene um, in Saving Private Ryan. That sure. the, the feeling of that visceral, I am literally with these people right now. I'm no longer watching them. It, it almost feels like I'm no longer watching a movie. This is this is something that's happening in real time with real people. Um, and that is, that's a unique, cause you, you really, for me, it was interesting because the, you, they hardly are using any names. They're not really yeah. narratively trying to give you, um, anything to hold on to at all. You're just kind of thrown in and you're just it basically told better keep up. If you want to understand what's happening, you better keep up because we are not going to handhold right now. This is not a time for that. You're, you're being thrown into the beach, uh, and you better figure things out. I think the movie's definitely better for that, but I'm not sure everybody is prepared for that kind of an experience. Oh, uh, it's agreed. not a yeah. it's not agreed. a hand holdy, it's not a it's not no. a Hollywood summer blockbuster. Let me just say it, that. Even though it, it is, it's is not. not. Yeah. yeah, you're right. 
Definitely. That's right. Uh, this was shot on film, and uh, this is the widest 70 millimeter release in in a few decades. Uh, so there were it's very hyped up that you could see this in 70 millimeter, 70 millimeter IMAX, I'm regular IMAX, all, all sorts of different screening styles. So I'm curious to hear also uh, how you guys saw this movie, and then also if you'd recommend uh, that people go see it. So. I saw it in just a regular digital um, screen. I unfortunately had a short period of time that I could see this movie in. We had a very busy weekend, so I wasn't able to choose the IMAX that I wanted to go see it in, that I planned to go see it in. But even in just a straight-up regular digital cinema, uh, it, it looked amazing. Uh, you could tell the difference. The moment just the color grading the the look of the, the the of the film is is unlike anything else um so yeah and then you asked should people go see it in the theater is that what you asked yes yep yeah there's no doubt this this is a this is an and see it with see it with as many people as you possibly can because you'll go through an experience together um, very few people stood up right away after the, the the movie had concluded. There was a moment of kind of you know they, everybody breathed for a moment afterwards. Um, so absolutely, this is a a community experience uh, unlike we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Same questions to you, Chad. How did you see the movie, and should people go see it? I couldn't get to a real IMAX uh, in the time frame that I had to see it. So very much like Chris, I just saw it in uh, digital projection at my local theater. And very much like Chris, it did not make a difference because it still took my breath away and is one of the most unique and gorgeous uh, films I've I've ever seen. As far as should you see it in the theater? Absolutely. This is this is the literal definition of why you should go see the biggest screen with the best sound possible. And while we're on that, the sound design and the sound mixing in this mm. movie is off the charts. Yeah. I mean, if this doesn't, somebody's going to have to come take an Oscar from <laughs> Dunkirk when it comes to sound mixing, because it was, man, I mean, marvelous. So yeah, see this in the theater, see it on the biggest screen with the best sound. After that, I make no promises except that you're going to feel something one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I did see this in 70 millimeter. Uh, not 70, wow, man. not IMAX, so just 70 millimeter. I did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy it at all. I was actually highly disappointed uh, wow. in the projection. Really? Obviously, I still loved the movie. It didn't affect my love of the movie. It's a great movie. But so I saw the very first showing of 70 millimeter at the theater that it was showing at here in Vegas. The print was dirty. Print was oh, scratched no, up. Um, That's a bummer. So it was, uh, and it was wasn't ma- masked properly. There were there were little bits of uh, projection on the like below the screen and go it, film, um, go film. Honestly, Yay, here's film. the thing. Obviously, I wanted to see it in 70 millimeter. <laughs> I was excited for that. I am I am. Uh, usually like Chad, where I'm like, yes, let's see it in film, see it in film. And obviously that's uh, what Nolan wants. And uh, that was a huge mistake. I was I was yep. genuinely disappointed that I saw it in 70 millimeter projection. I was very disappointed. How so, quickly we forget how 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 awful those experiences were yeah. uh, before digital kind of made hey, everything the same. I'm you know? sorry, brother, but I have just as many frustrating experiences with with unpro- <laughs> under projected digital film <laughs> that all the time. Too. Happens to me too. No, not all the time. Not all, all the, the time. time. So anyway, uh, despite that Hashtag disappointing, 
so despite that disappointing viewing experience, uh, it definitely didn't hurt my opinion of the movie. Uh, in fact, it makes me want to go see it a second time so I can see it in better projection. Yeah. But uh, yes, you definitely need to see this in theaters. I think uh, if you if you think you can stand seeing a, an intense war movie in theaters, then you definitely need to rush out and, and see this right away because it is a really incredible movie. All right, so let's jump into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it wouldn't have ever occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Chris, you did not like yeah. the story structure of this movie. No, uh, I didn't say that. I didn't oh, say you I didn't, didn't like it. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, 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 it, it was just one of those things that I felt was not properly conveyed um, in, I, I couldn't tell if, so what I'm saying, if, let's talk about what it is first and then I can tell you what gave me pause about it. So in the film, you are experiencing one week with people on the beach, one day with people on the boat and one hour with the people in the air. And the only way that the film communicates this is within the first, like, I don't know, 10 minutes some graphics come up on the screen and just say, what is it? The mole, the yeah. mole. Mm-hmm. one, one, uh, one week. And then it goes, uh, that's number one. And the number two is, I can't remember what I think it just says the C, the, the C. C. Yeah. Um, one, one day. day. And then you're up in the air one, one hour. Mm-hmm. Now that was just confusing to me. I, yeah. I didn't know exactly what that meant, why it was there. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense until the very first time it was nighttime on the beach. And then we cut back to the plane and it was day. And I was like, man, why? How did the editor miss that? Yeah. I don't understand how the editor, why are we, why are we here? And then it slowly began to dawn on me because what I was just assuming was happening was that in most traditional films, obviously that plane was not in the air the entire time. I just assumed it was going back and forth or it was on different missions or, you know, I just kind of was, I was bridging the gaps, so to speak. And it really, well, I, and I'm not sure if there was a moment when, when you see one of the, the, um, what's, yeah. what's the character's name? Um, Cillian Murphy's character. I don't know. Cillian Murphy's character in two places at once. Yeah. Are you supposed to say, so I wasn't sure if that was like a Nolan-esque twist, which I know. That's how I read it. Yeah. I just had a, I just feel like. Why? Why do that? Why, why, why is that important in the narrative of this film? Why not just speak plainly about I what think, this is? I think it's important to him because it shows the ability to show the same things happening from different points of view great. is yes. what makes it interesting. I, I so agree. I think that's that's the answer to your why. No, that um, isn't. That isn't because I I think I think uh, except that it literally is. I no, mean, no, because they don't make it cl- they don't make it clear. Like it, I, I, so you didn't clearly get it, but I thought they literally spelled out the construct in the first five minutes. No, well, so you understood. I, yeah, you understood I got it in the first five minutes. No, I, no, no. Hold on. No, wait a minute. That's not what I said. 
I said they literally <laughs> spelled out the construct in the first five minutes, and then they give you devices when he, in each one of these things to, to help you stay on point. The whole thing with him losing fuel and having to constantly write stuff down I get is it. 100% I get it. to just let you know Dude, how the I was passage following. of time is working there. I, I was so, definitely following yeah. all of that. I understand I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying the, the, the desire for Christopher Nolan to have that twist where two characters show up at once— was that necessary? Why not just go ahead and go with the fact like I, I, I'm down with we're going to spend the whole movie with one hour with these people. We're going to spend the whole movie with one day with these people. And we're going to actually give them the time that they're deserved and not do it in some real time edited thing. Because like you were saying, then the people in the sky would only get 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Or 15 minutes of the right. movie. And this yeah. way they can be spread out the entire time. I'm in between you guys. It definitely was not clear for me. I'm with you, Chris. I, it was definitely not clear of, until Cillian Murphy shows up. For me, that's yeah. like the twist moment. When I, I, was, I was seeing that it was cutting from day to night, and I was like, what is going on? I was very yeah. confused. And then when Cillian Murphy pops his face up, it all s- snapped into place. And I was like, oh, okay, here's what's happening. And I remembered the text yeah. at the beginning. Um, but I will say, I hope she's not mad at me for saying this, my wife was very confused. And yeah. uh, she she sure. kind of didn't I- enjoy this movie because even at the end, she still was didn't, didn't get fully get it because she wasn't sure if that was Cillian Murphy or not. She was because it, it was surprising. I totally understand so, that. So we I saw totally this with a group of, uh, you know, we, I live in, Sarasota and Tampa, which is predominantly, I'll just say it, there's older folks just here, it, right? Chris. As a retiree. <laughs> uh, this is this is the kind of of movie that that is kind of that demographic loves to go to. Okay. Yeah. I heard many people coming out of the theater very confused, um, saying, Now wait, I don't understand. Why was he in two places at once? H- how did uh how? and it, they were focused on that yeah. rather than the movie? And that for me, it was just kind of like that moment of like, was it really worth it? Like, why why not just be more overt with this? I, I just felt like he was trying to be too Nolan esque in a subject matter that didn't really it didn't really warrant a twist, quote unquote, even a narrative. I, I this is not like a, a seven or a six sense twist or even an interstellar twist. This is just a, huh? Okay, so. I understand what's happening. I get I get this. I love the fact that they're calling back to that Churchill, meet them on the landing grounds. We'll meet them in the air. We'll meet them. In the, I love that. Wonderful way to end it and to kind of tie everything together. Fantastic. But I still don't know if it was worth it. I just don't know why put it in if it kind of detracts from the story that you're trying to tell. The that's thing is, bit, for me... But that's it, a strong thing to say, to say yeah. it, it didn't detract from me one bit. Yeah, I agree with that totally. It's confusing. You see, you see the same thing three times, right? At least two or three times, depending upon you know what, what event we're talking about. And I feel like it's not totally... Because of the way that it's structured, it's not totally obvious that you're seeing that event no again. so nobody nobody is arguing with that nobody yeah. I, no one is saying that it's clear and that it's easy to understand all i can say is that i clearly understood it and it didn't detract at yeah. all from me so okay. if it did from you that's totally fair i didn't I say understand that. the old people or anybody <laughs> other or any young people like daniel's wife uh, it's obviously confusing to a lot of people and i, I just i, I just raised my ears why. it was like one of those like huh why are we why are we doing that? I just, I get it. I like, I love the idea of, like I said before, being able to spend as much time with these different, in these different places as we possibly can. Um, I'm just not sure 
I don't know. I I just didn't quite like the twisty kind of aspect of that. I just wish it was it was if it was just. I think it wouldn't have been any worse. Uh, I think it would have been a little better if it was spelled out even more overtly at the very beginning of the movie that we are going to you know like instead of saying one day something else you know spending yeah. one day or you know just a little bit more information about what that meant i think it would have made the movie better that's all i'm saying i see what you're saying okay. I, I i think on a second viewing though the the way it's constructed is gonna make a second viewing that much stronger uh and, and so yes. that's that's why i i really it it once it snapped into place for me man i it it, it it brought it to a new level for me because this is a war movie where you don't normally see something like that, something unique or a unique story structure. And so for it to be told in that way, it really helped the story. I, I just, I really, really appreciated it a lot. Me too. So any other spoilers uh, that we want to talk about? I, I loved the way it ended with Tom Hardy landing the plane on the beach. That whole sequence was beautiful. Yeah, so for me, the part where I really got emotional was not, it wasn't the very end when he landed, landed on the beach, but it was when his propeller, you know, stopped and he knew that that was it, or at least you thought that that was it, and that this guy through it all had just, because I feel like that character probably knew right when the whole thing went down with his gauge and he was shot that it wasn't necessarily going to be okay and he made the decision to go on anyway and it's just a very very noble thing and his character was played in such a great and convincing manner that I just got really emotional not just about his character but about the whole thing and I just so good so many things happening at once that um, I was just really moved by that and it was obviously beautiful imagery when he landed on the beach and then they came and took him away and his plane is burning it's just it's full of you know, strike. Yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, th- yeah. that moment though, when he th- the propeller stopped, and then they thought he was going to go down, and then there was the other bomber coming, and then he looped around and shot them. Down. That was the yeah. moment I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, did this actually happen? Like, is that a real thing? Because as soon as that happened, I was like, that is amazing. As long as that actually happened, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, I haven't I looked know. yet. So, but it was it was a moment in the movie, no doubt. It was I- it was definitely amazing. I love, Chad, you said Tom Hardy was the character you loved the most. Um, that's interesting because I, I loved the, uh, the Fionn Whitehead's character, that kid. Um, his yeah. his storyline really grabbed me. Um, that was the storyline that I was kind of most invested in. Yeah. The fact that we uh, – that, that kid is – one of the main characters of this movie he probably has what six lines in the whole movie um but still this and he's not been really in any other movies this is his pretty much i think his feature debut and so strong he carried that storyline so well just on you know body language and and physical acting as opposed to dialogue so strong yeah yes no doubt yeah yeah i i really enjoyed the other um fighter pilot um I loved the, the the differences between the the cowering soldier who didn't want to go into into battle and the one that was helping out and you know being willing to to do whatever he possibly could even give his life or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I I loved that his his character was was quite amazing uh, as well. So yeah. I've I seen got a little choked up when the little when the boy died too. Yeah, I don't know what was wrong man. with me, man? Yeah. I was feeling emotional or something. <laughs> well, how really could you good. not? That yeah. that was like unexpected. It was like it was. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. I've seen a lot of uh, talk online. People are really um, thinking that there's a chance Mark Rylance could actually get a Best Supporting Actor nomination, which I'm not sure would be totally deserved 
I mean, not that he was bad. He just, you know, he was just kind of playing who he plays. Yeah, just kind of the wise, the wise old man. Yeah, although he, he did have great. some good moments. He was great. He had some yeah. good moments that would look really good at that best supporting actor yeah. reel. Has, you know, he has a sense of imminent dignity. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. This is definitely yeah. one of the uh, early, uh, well, probably the first real Oscar contender we've seen. Listen, this year from a technical standpoint, oh, yeah. this movie has to be nominated for all the Oscars. Oh, it will. I mean, there's it's no chain. There's no doubt this will be nominated for every technical category for sure and yeah. win quite and a few director of them. and it's got to yeah. be nominated for director yeah. cinematography yeah. sound i mean it's all of it yeah and that's <laughs> i think that's the only way i see mark rylance getting in is if it kind of if if dunkirk's gonna win best picture which it has a shot we haven't seen a lot of almost any of the other movies but it right. i could see that very well happening then maybe mark yeah. rylance gets in there but anyway I got to be honest with you, I don't know what it was about this movie. I still don't know. I'm going to have to go see it again. That just got its hooks so deep into me. That's I did awesome. not expect it to. I don't know why. I don't know why. But, man, it's it's really something else. It, is, awesome. it is somehow both subtle and loud at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is a perfect balance of those two things. It is an action film, and yet it, is, it takes moments to be quiet it's always tense and you feel like you're in the in the moment and then it's just it is it's incredible it really is an amazing balancing act one of the greatest sequences for me uh that that demonstrated that whole dialogue free the subtlety of it is watching two characters communicate who don't even know each other but we know what they're gonna do just yeah when when uh the the french soldier and and uh fion's character take the stretcher and they just look at each other, and you know what they're going to do. And yeah. uh, it was amazing. Not a yeah. single word was spoken, and they communicated so much, and you were rooting for, for them to you know, accomplish what they were trying to do. It was, man, I can't get over it. That was, that was uh, the whole movie. I, can't, I could talk about this movie I'm for telling a long you, man, time. the more you talk about it, the more you remember. <laughs> yeah, really. So did you guys hear, this is just, this is just a, a, because we're, we're film nerds. Did you guys hear that the IMAX camera that was in the airplane when the um, guy goes down in the water um the airplane went down quicker than they thought it was going to and they lost they thought they lost <laughs> the film footage did you hear this no oh, no no uh-uh. um but of course obviously it's in the movie the we how they got it was they called imax and they're like we lost this footage and they're like is it still is it still wet and still in the water and they're like yes like okay all you got to do is keep it wet and keep it in the water and send it to us and it'll be fine and they're like, try that with digital <laughs> because that's basically, it was, it's just, you know, it's just processing, right? right? It's just In a chemical face, reaction. Hashtag so, so they were able to actually save it. They, uh, they, wow. they, they, they used that footage that uh, was lost. And that's again, that's just a, a te- like this is, they were actually, this is the thing that blows my mind. They actually had a real plane that they put this sucker in and yeah, man. sunk it. Yeah. I mean, Come on! And did you see that anymore? Did you you see how they uh, shot some of the um, the close-ups on the actors in the plane? Uh, They 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 put the plane on a rig and set it on the Pacific coast, like on a cliff, to where it looked like you were looking out over the ocean, like it was high in the sky, and just put the camera (laughs) close. And so they were on land and just turning the plane. Uh, for like the close-ups of Tom Hardy and the other actors, That's it was amazing. really so cool. it wasn't so so it wasn't CGI or green screen. No it green was, screen. It was a literal Pacific Ocean. Yeah, in the exactly. Background. Yep. Yep. 
That's so cool. all right. That's real. I neat. think I think it's safe to say we really like this movie. Yes. Oh yeah. It's, no, it's there's like, no doubt. It's a wonderful film. No yeah. doubt. You're listening to the Screeners podcast. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of the Screeners Podcast in the can. We just want to invite all of you who are listening to definitely interact with us on Facebook or on Twitter uh, at ScreenersCast. Until next time, see you later. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.